Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Go place your bets today. Put them on the abs in five, baby, because they are playing a potential elimination game tomorrow. Before we get to that, though, we have today's show to do. I'm Nathan Rudolph. He's AJ Hayfley. We wanted to talk a little bit about kind of all the other news going on, both abs related and non-abs related right now uh obviously the biggest topic as concerned to the abs outside of playing actual hockey on august 15th both prospects cam morrison and dennis smirnov were to set to become free agents smirnov still unsigned as far as the nhl is concerned but cam morrison ends up signing an nhl contract with the chicago blackhawks a little bit of a surprise for you aj that it was chicago um, I'm not surprised that other teams had an interest. He was sort of an odd organizational fit from the moment he was drafted. Yeah. Uh, and then really as the Avs, uh, beginning in 2017, really, really started to develop kind of an identity for what they wanted to look for in the draft. He really, he, he became more and more of an outlier in the organization where I think they've made two, two picks in the last several years uh, that the second that they were made were kind of like, what? <laughs> were very, yeah, they were very odd. Uh, Morrison and both Josh Anderson. Um, I mean, I think you can probably throw Steinberg on that. I, Steinberg was different. Like, right. Steinberg, Steinberg was like, they drafted him too high. Not a stylistic thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anderson, Anderson. And because uh, you remember when they drafted him, he was coming off a broken back. Yeah, and they used a, they used a third round pick on him, so it's been it's been sort of and Morrison Morrison was like the big body that could shoot right that they yeah coming out of the USHL at the time they were really looking for a goal scorer and watched Alex DeBrincat go one pick earlier so yep and now and now Chicago ends up with both DeBrincat and Cam Morrison so I guess they win twenty sixteen for Cam with the Avs. It just felt a little too slow. If, if his development path yeah. was two years in college and out, he's joining the Avs in 2018. He's adding, well, he'd probably be in the AHL, but still he's adding depth to a lineup that hasn't been fully fleshed out yet. They would have just gotten back to the playoffs. Yeah. Instead, his development in the NCAA almost entirely stagnated across his career. You and I have talked about this before. Yeah. You took any year of Cam Morrison's career at Notre Dame you wouldn't be able to tell me which one is which just by exactly that's normally you could tell that there there's normally a, a trajectory at least in, in a box score trajectory for a guy uh, in his game that never really happened in Morrison's career and when you were actually watching him play you just didn't ever really see year to year if you sat down and watched him as a freshman and you sat down and watched him as a senior yep there's not uh, you know the more mature, more filled out, the uh, more you know, more a more polished game. But overall, it's, it's very much the same thing. Still doing the same things out on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fair to wonder how much of that was Notre Dame not asking him to do a whole lot. It's a fair question. We'll never really know the answer. Uh but it's the reality is it, it was sort of an odd fit. They didn't offer him an ELC and they this was a situation where they got 
not really screwed, but it was an unfortunate with COVID and the offseason getting pushed into October. This was supposed to be something where the abs had already figured out all of their contract situations. Right. They they made their AHL signings. They did all the stuff that they're going to do in the offseason. They made all those decisions. They knew what their contracts look like for the next two, two, three years. Um, they knew where their contract situation was sitting. They knew what the number looked like. They knew how many LCs they they had room for. All of those things, those questions were answered and you know, Morrison, it was, Hey, maybe with Igor going back to Russia, that opens up a spot for him. That turned out to not be the case. They decided to wait, uh, see how it went see what his market ended up being. He found one NHL team, uh, an NHL team gave him a job. And here we are honestly, and, and good for him and good luck to him. We'll see, we'll see how it develops. Um, obviously if he goes on to be a 30 goal scorer in the NHL, this was a huge problem. Yep. This this was a massive, massive miss on their part. Uh, if he goes on to do nothing, then it was only a massive miss with the fortieth pick. Again, right. it's you know this was this was the they had a three year or two year stretch where they had picks thirty nine, forty, and forty, and, and they ended up they've with gotten Dan Morrison and Josh Anderson out of two of those. Well, they've gotten those those picks. You know that was that was Malosh, Greer, and Morrison. Yeah, and then they got what thirty games out of Greer or something. Yeah. So you know when we talk, when we still talk about the development issues and the drafting issues and some of that, like those problems haven't disappeared. Yep, that stuff still applies. You know the Avs have papered over their draft misses because of good waiver claims, good free agent signings, all of that. That's all good and well. They had the ability to do that because they weren't paying their stars any real meaningful money. That won't be the case in the future. They're going to they're as the roster gets more expensive, their ability to to make these picks turn into players needs to drastically improve. 100%. Drastically improve. And that's still the concern with the organization moving forward is that they've still struggled in this area and you know the, the question of, well, hey, like this guy never signed. He was only the only time he was ever exposed to the abs was the week of dev, dev camp every summer they that he was allowed to be here. So you can't really give him much of a you can't really give the development team too much too much flack on this one. This one goes on the amateur scouting team and the drafting. Yep. Which, so, by the way, just never draft a kid going to Notre Dame again. Yeah, two schools that you should just not draft are Notre Dame and Harvard for different reasons. Yep. That's <laughs> as the Avs continue to watch Nate Clerman and Nick Lieberman not get yeah. developed over there. But uh, the thing is, looking at his box score, having watched him play at Notre Dame over the past couple of years, I don't really have a problem with the Avs not signing this kid. And Same. maybe maybe that ends up being a mistake in the end. But Chicago, I guess their scouting staff sees something I don't. And if they think this kid can be an NHL player at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's all good and well. Um, that's fine. Like, we'll we'll see how that goes. The big the big thing for me is that this sets it up so that the AHL team has no ELCs coming in. Yeah, there are no incoming zero, rookies. Actually, zero rookies coming in yeah. for the Avs this year. The only contract they've signed 
as far as a new ELC is Ananen, who's staying over in Europe. Yeah, and this is where this is where next season becomes huge because Colorado, without that right now, they're sitting on forty six contracts right now, and again. They still have all of their decisions to make on um, AHL deals, guys that they're going to sign, you know, the AHL vets. They're going to replace the, you know, Mark Alts of the world. Yep. Those guys, you know, uh, um, Jason Magna, those guys are going to sure. get replaced and churned out. So yep. the big thing, the big thing here is that next season, while there are zero ELCs this year, next season is looking like the exact opposite. Yeah, there's going to be a bunch of contracts coming in, including Real- this one. Nikolai Kovalenko has one year left. Right. And so this is, this is we're just going to run down the list. Guys that they have to make decisions on next year. Yep. There are four guys that they have to make decisions on next year. That's Alex Bocage, Luca Burzan, Trent Miner, and Sasha Mutala. As of today, three of those guys are deserving of ELCs. I would say two certainly are going to get them probably three i yeah i i think the uh mutala and bocage are locks yeah i agree and burzan is on the on the fence but i would say probably leaning towards giving him one and then trent minor just we don't know he's a goalie he's a goalie we'll see with burzan and it's Look, I think he's probably earned a contract, but given the way they played everything with sajin it's kind of a wait and see type thing yeah um, with minor, he did not have a good enough season to earn a contract. So he has one more wow. year to be the starting goaltender and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe, maybe he ends up, if he does, if he ends up earning a contract, they're in a very, very healthy position at that, at, at goaltender. Um, so those are the guys they have to make decisions on next year or they lose their rights. Other guys that they will likely sign include yeah there's a couple of big names <laughs> include Danilo Zhiravalov, Sampo Ranta, Alex Newhook and Nikolai Kovalenko. And you have to think at very least Newhook is a virtual lock for a contract next after next season. The big question mark here is that college hockey not having a season or, you know, if right. it's pushed what to does the spring that do? or whatever ends up happening with college hockey could delay both New Hook and Ranta another year, which from Colorado's contract situation might be a godsend. Yeah, as as we're speaking, the Avs currently have 46 contracts out of a maximum of 50 now. A handful of those will fall off at the end of the year. You've heard the rumors about... Kamenev going back to the KHL. Mm-hmm. Barbario's gone. Kanaten's likely gone. Um, you know, we'll see with with a handful of other ones as well. The Avs don't really have a reason to bring Hutchinson back, but that influx and outflux of of contracts is is always something to keep an eye on. I yeah. I I honestly fall on it's not that big of a deal side. I think a lot more than most people because I think it's relatively easy to move out a contract if you absolutely have to, but. When you're talking about at the end of next season, the Avs realistically signing seven to eight ELCs. Yeah. It's, it's that's a lot of influx. It's seven, I think. I'm trying to make sure I have this right. 
Yeah, it's count them up. It's seven without minor and yeah. with Burzan. Uh, sure. If they if they skip over both of them, then it's six. If say Zravilov doesn't, then you're down to five. And that doesn't include any potential first round draft pick from this coming draft either. Correct. So there's a lot of a lot of players coming now. A lot of turnover is about to happen in the AHL level over yeah. the next twelve months. That it's weird because next season really is going to be this kind of gap year where the abs have very, very little in their organization as far as prospects are concerned directly in their organization. But the year after it's going to all of a sudden just be flooded with young kids. Ananin's already on his ELC. Uh, his ELC will begin this year, no matter what. Um, and so, but he's going to be on loan to Finland for the season. So he will be in Finland and then the next fall. The 21-22 season, he yeah, will be the, in the AHL. Yeah, he will come over and play for the Eagles on the second year of his ELC. Yep. Or the, abs, the abs did him quite a solid. They did, indeed. <laughs> they basically, he gets to he gets to make whatever he's going to make playing in Finland. Plus, he gets the NHL signing bonus. He gets 92K in his pocket. Because why not? Yep. And and he gets to burn a year off that ELC. So that's what you get when you ball out. <laughs> it's a sweet deal for him, uh, for sure. Because they could have waited another year to sign him, and they were like, "No, we we love you." Um, to have another year in Finland, and uh, he has a good relationship with UC. So why not? Right. Yep. And and that's just the reality of the expected prospects there. Uh, who knows? Yeah, if another couple of pieces end up hitting, or the Avs get I mean, lucky somewhere. Look, like they have a top, they have a top pick in Drew Hellison that could have a great sophomore year. Yep. Whenever it gets played, that changes this. It you know they Tyler Weiss is going into his third season. You know you don't you never know you don't you aren't expecting those guys to have big years, and then there's a whole draft class that they have to still bring in. Where maybe you you know the first round guy you're probably not thinking too much about, but hey, if it ends up being a European guy, you know what if they Drop do take right the AHL yeah. and they're like, oh okay, well we can we can either leave you in the DEL for a year or we can we can play him now. So if there's no college season, and this is something that we've kind of danced around, haven't gotten into too much because we don't really, the status of it is still kind of right, up in the air. very up in the air for sure. I would definitely consider signing Newhook and putting him in the AHL. I'm, I don't love that idea. I think Newhook's game itself is probably pro ready, but Newhook, the body, the 19 year old, I think needs another year in a weight room, uh, you know, physically maturing, in getting more strength. style of play where he can spend all week, every week. Exactly. Weights. <laughs> like in, in, in a proper weight program that has a different emphasis than what you see in the CHL. It's certainly not one you're going to see in the AHL where it's just a regular, it's a regular pro schedule. Um, I, I, I don't love it with new hook in the AHL as a 19 year old. I, yeah. It feels like, it feels like that's where somebody signs a kale Kessie equivalent. And that guy takes new hooks head off and 
you're just like, I mean, look at this isn't always the case. There's always exceptions, but if you're talking about players that have successful AHL seasons, it's very often Europeans who are ready for pro hockey. Maybe not NHL hockey, but pro hockey. Miko Rantanen, yeah. very big bodied guy, playing pro hockey right. too. They understand what it takes to play against men already, and that's not to say that Newhook doesn't or can't. But there's a physical aspect, particularly to North American minor leagues. The physicality is very, very high. Yeah, it's a big jump even for the European guys to come over. Um, you know, different ice size and all that obviously plays a role, but it's. It, there, it's just a different. It's a different world, and the the jump for New Hook would be a lot. And I think we saw with Jost one college year, uh, you know, Junior A, BCHL, uh, NCAA, NHL. It was a lot. Yep. And I I just think that given that I I would I would be hesitant to sign him, and I would rather be patient and and you know maybe if. Maybe if it takes him an extra year, you know, maybe there's no college season and he doesn't play anywhere this year and he doesn't, you know, what would have been his junior year instead ends up being. That would be a little bit disappointing for me. I mean, I think he should play somewhere, just not necessarily on an Avalanche contract. Yeah. Like if I would, if if it gets to that point, I'd prefer he go to Europe. Right. Like go play in the NLA. Would be. Go play in an offensive European league and just yeah. tear it out, basically. Yep. Do not go and play in Sweden. Yep. Don't play in that sludge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we can take our first period break there. We got to acknowledge Green Mountain Dental Group. Hope all those prospects getting their teeth taken care of. We all know hockey players get their teeth knocked out all the time. But we had Lindsay, our sales manager, head on down to Green Mountain Dental Group about a month ago to get her wisdom teeth removed. And she said it was one of the best dental experiences of her life. They take care of you top to bottom, even send you a postcard every time you need to come in for a checkup and get your teeth cleaned. And when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. So Sign up with them today. Get in there. Get your free stuff. They're just 15 minutes from downtown Denver in Lakewood. So super easy to swing by and get it done. And, of course, we have DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. You can bet on literally anything when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I was looking today. You can bet on each individual pitch in a baseball game if that's what you're into. If you want to bet on it, you absolutely can. You can bet on the Avs winning the Stanley Cup. You can bet on whoever you want, whenever you want, any sport under the sun. Table tennis, they got it. NASCAR, they got it. Whatever other crazy sports games out there, pickleball, they probably have that too. So jump on it. Take advantage of their odds boost, which they have different ones every single day. You can win a ton of money. Sometimes the odds boosts are basically just them giving away free money. So Jump on it again. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can bet $1 to win $252 on this weekend's main event. Nope, sorry, that's last week's read. You missed out on that one. That was for the UFC over the weekend. Hope you took advantage. Chance to win $250 on $1. For this week, all users get a free $10 bet placing a bet of $20 or more on all first round playoff action. Doesn't matter if it's NHL, doesn't matter if it's NBA. 
You bet on the first round, you will get a free $10 bet on a bet of $20 or more. DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out by offering a $10 free bet when placing a bet of $20 or more on all first-round playoff action when you use that code DNVR to sign up. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms and conditions and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So we kind of talked about the the wider scale of, of what's going on here uh, with the Avs prospects, how they do have to manage contracts and all of that a little bit. Yep. We started getting into it with Newhook about, look, where are guys going to be able to play next year? That's a little bit up in the air. Someone more pertinent to the Avs and maybe someone you're looking at doing something with a little bit more short term, given that he's not in the bubble. He's not going to play NHL hockey until December at the earliest. We've seen Philip Sedina get loaned to the Czech League. Can today. today. Yeah. We've seen a handful of other European players go and get loaned to European <laughs> leagues. Wow. So they can play some hockey. Is this an option for Martin Kaut? Is it something the Avs should consider? Um so I'm of two minds here. One, if the check season, if the check season starts like it's normal-ish time, which would you be know, like a month or two. Yeah. I was going to say late September, uh, getting into October. If that, if, and, and the abs are still playing, probably let him go play. Yeah. Um if they're not if for whatever reason it gets delayed until like November then no. Um I wouldn't I wouldn't but at that point you're talking about training camp for the NHL starting Exactly. Up. So and I'm of the opinion look the only reason they valued the ELC the way that they did is because they think he's an NHL player for them in the next season, right? Right. That's the only reason that they would value the ALC the way that they did. Yep. They were so protective of that third year being cheap is because they are planning on on him being on next year's roster. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's the that's the only way that that makes sense to me. And not even a they go into camp with a, oh, you got to earn the job. I think he did. It yeah. just, you know, he just he just earned it six months too early. Right. He, and- he, he earned it in, in, in the, at the end of a call, uh, at, the, in, at the end of a season where they had a ton of injuries and a call-up stint instead of in a training camp. But, I mean, that's the other side of this coin, right? You're asking a guy who you believe earned this job, but come December, he will have not played a professional hockey game in eight months, seven months. Yeah. He'll have practices. Sure. But he won't have played at game speed in a very, very long time. Right. And he's facing some of those challenges that, you know, the teams that were eliminated, the the seven teams that didn't get to play at all. Yeah. Got to, got to play draft lottery and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So- that's like he would be facing some of those cha- those challenges. If you go and you let him play in the Czech League and he's playing since in, in September and you try and make a deep cup run and he's going to be part of your team, 
you're running a very real risk of that dude running out of gas in the postseason. Yeah, that and is so very that. True. That's that's where I'm also like, you know, maybe you just say no. We're planning on this guy being on our NHL team. We're gonna have an odd schedule this year. We're gonna need we're gonna need more hands on deck because we're gonna have a more grueling schedule, which always means more injuries, which always means we need more guys ready to go. And we're planning on going deep in the postseason every year. We can't have this guy running out of gas on us. Yep. There's no there's no other option. For the abs, Martin Kautz ELC burns a year next year, no matter what. Starts so. no matter what. Finally gets going and whatever, right? Yep. Um, and so I think, and and I've said, I've said that I think he's the natural Matt Nieto replacement. And he's the reason you let him go in free agency. Yep. I, um, it, he's built to be that defensive side of the puck type guy in your bottom six. That sure he can't skate like Nieto, but mm-hmm. he's going to help you lock things down. Obviously, in his his call up, he showed he has a, the offensive ability as well. So <laughs> yeah, he scored two goals in nine games. Yeah. <laughs> so it, he made it real easy to just drop him into the lineup. And how clear are the rules on loaning there? Because there was a bunch of stuff swirling around about what you can and cannot do. What do you mean? What yes. can uh, elaborate? Um, I, I just haven't kept up with it. So I'm sorry if this is wrong, but at one point they were talking about how the eight teams who were eliminated could loan their players to European leagues and get them back. But there was talk about some teams not being able to get their players back. I don't. I don't know what the final decisions on made were on any of that. As, yeah. as far as I know, if you want to loan a guy, you can loan a guy. Yeah, it was. But, it was all rumor and mess back then, anyway. So you know, that might be that might be something where I reach out for clarification from the league later today, and I get back to you on that. Sure. I'd, just curious because if it's like, oh, Cout's gone for the year, it's like, well, they're definitely not doing that. <laughs> yeah, um, I know that draft prospects. Yeah, that's um, when they start their season. So, like the Lucas Raymonds, yeah, uh, those types of Alexander Holtz. When they start their, they're not allowed to. Yeah, they're they're done. Bounce. Yeah, yeah, They've made their choice. Yeah, their rookie seasons will be <laughs> next next fall, which is going to set up for yeah. an insane rookie class. <laughs> yeah, that's the. I mean, who laughs going to make the jump immediately? Yeah. Do you think I'm Stutzla probably does? I you're not sure. Yeah, if I'm the Kings, I that's actually an AHL guy for me. You think so? If if I'm the Kings, I would I would say DEL or AHL for that guy because he as exciting as he is, um, I I think that he needs another year of physical maturity. He does not. He doesn't have the strength. I mean, we saw what just happened to Jack Hughes and. That was a jump nobody had ever made before. Oh, yeah. And also, he's a very tiny little dude. <laughs> um, I, I, I think that with LA, no rush. They, sure. they, and, and one more year of them potentially just kind of kicking. It's not like they're about to compete or anything. Yeah. Right. Like one more year of them kicking the bucket and getting a, getting another top five pick. And then all of a sudden, they flip the switch with Stutzla and Turcott and, Kill Thomas. They end up with yeah. Bjorn Foot and you know the the embarrassment of riches in terms of prospects they're sitting on right now, and they're about to add to. So, um, I would I would anyway. Not the point. No. Point is, 
there's going to be some interesting decisions made on where players end up playing next yeah. season. Yeah, and I think development, uh, it's going to really just add another uh, uh, another layer of challenge for teams because, you know, if they're already in pro hockey, you just kind of keep doing your thing. Yep. The AHL has already said that they want to try and more or less mirror the NHL season for its schedule to make it, I mean, it lines up and it's good for the league. It makes sense. It's that's good business. Yep. Uh, the European leagues are like, we don't have any of your social problems. So <laughs> we're just going to do what we do. Just play when we play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so they're, they're, they're in that advantage, advantageous situation where they can just do whatever they want. True enough. <laughs> and they'll probably end up with more talent than normal because guys are looking for jobs and they don't necessarily want to wait until the uncertainty of an October free agency. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, I mean, plenty of rumors already circulating about contracts in place one way or another. Yeah, I mean, with the you have the Kamenev rumor, Barbario yeah. and stuff. You know, we yep. saw last even last year we had Sven Andrigetto. I had to ask him about it in the first round of the playoffs. Yep. So. It's it's gonna be wild seeing seeing players go all over the world a little bit. I would like to say it was funny how Sven Andrigetto told me he knew nothing about that contract and then turned around and signed with that exact team like two months later. I don't know what you're talking about. Sign it over here. <laughs> like huh. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Interesting. Because when I asked him about it, he got it. He he was like, I don't know what you're talking about, AJ. And I was like, Are you are you for real? Do you not actually know what I'm talking about? Or is this like one of those, like, I don't know what you're talking about, AJ. <laughs> and did it turn, I mean, it turned out to be the second one, but it was still pretty funny. Well, I'll drink to that as it's time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer here at DNVR. You can, of course, try eight different ones on tap down at the DNVR bar. Or if you want to order in, you can always use an app like Drizzly to get your beer delivered. Head on down to your local liquor store as well. They got you covered. You can go to the farmhouse down in Littleton to get it straight from the source and use code DNVR to get $5 off a meal when you pick up. But they have a beer for everyone, whether it be the Vanilla Porter Jr., the Strawberry Sky, the Avalanche Amber, the Raspberry Wit, many, many others as well. They have you covered. Love Breck Brew. They're my favorite beer in the world these days. Wouldn't have known that without DNVR. So thank you for that. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast couple of conversations I want to get into more pertinent to the Avalanche playoff run. First of all, Dallas is leading Calgary 2-1 to one in the third period with about 10 minutes left right now. That series is currently tied 2-2. Two to two. On the other side, St. Louis has come back from a 2-0 deficit in the series to even that one up. The Avs' possible <sighs> opponents in the second round are Dallas, St. Louis, or Vancouver depending on how things shake out. Do you just say, give me Dallas if you're the Avs at this point, so you don't have to potentially play St. Louis? No. No? I say, say give me whoever. I don't care. Not worried? If if you're so worried about their second-round matchup, it's probably not a cup team. That's fair, but... I would also say when you're looking at those three teams, the one that you're least likely to come out fresh after the series is St. Louis. Dallas isn't great. I think 
a little bit less of a penchant to get into a really grindy, gritty series where people get hurt, people get exhausted. And then Vancouver, I think, is the best of the three as far as the Avs are concerned. But I yeah. think Vancouver would be fun. Yeah, I, I, Vancouver would be the opposite, right? Dallas and St. Louis are going to grindy games no matter what. St. Louis or uh, Vancouver would be just wide open. I think Vancouver would be the same thing as Arizona, just the different style. They'd try to play offense at least. Yeah, like they would only play offense, <laughs> right? And rely on their goaltender, whereas Arizona is. I mean, I guess you could say only. I don't even really want to say they're. It's so weird to me. We're we're giving this team credit for all the oh the, all they're doing is playing defense and they're giving after, up a billion after, shots a game. <laughs> after what game uh, game four game three, it was like oh they're you got to give them some credit defensively. It's like they gave up fifty one yeah. shots on goal in regulation. Give Kemper some credit at least. But like, what the hell are we talking about? I don't remember anybody giving the twenty ten ABS credit for getting giving up fifty one shots on goal. I just remember Craig Anderson not giving up any goals and setting an NHL record and it being like, oh, my God, this is insane because the Avs only had 17 shots on goal or whatever. And it was like nobody gave the Avs credit for being great defensively because they weren't. They were getting caved in. Yep. <sighs> trying to trying to pretend like Arizona's been good defensively this series is insane to me. Which kind of leads us. They're giving up an average of like 35 shots on goal per game. It's not a good defensive team across an NHL season. That'd be one of the worst. Yep. And I mean, that's our next topic here is game five. I mean, we, we talked about it a little bit after the, uh, the game four win, but uh, this is going to be a tough game for Arizona, I think. Yeah. And look, we have somebody in the, in the chat asking about Nemesnikov. If he come, if he's ready to come back, you drop him in the lineup. Not hard to drop him in right now. I yeah, like has he been has he been great in this postseason? No. Has he been great in the postseason in his career? Not really. I mean if, if you want to have that hard conversation, you have to think about sitting Belmar. The only thing I mean you and I can can agree on that point. Coaching staff won't. I know, but I'm saying because Joe has a goal. Nieto has a goal. I mean, well, and, and like Joe's has played really well. He has. And I just don't, I mean, for Nemesnikov, it's like, look, dude, you, I would take out Donskoy before I took out Jost. I certainly wouldn't take out Jost if, if that was an option. So it, it is what it is. They have to sit somebody if Nemesnikov is healthy. I don't even has there been anything announced on that? I, I did um, not. I have not checked media stuff today. Honestly, I've, I, I've had other stuff going on today, and then given that it's the bubble, the assumption is just they're not going to tell us anything anyway. So, well, and like we can't even we can't even get accurate lineup updates from the teams themselves tweeting them out ten minutes ten before puck drop. Yeah. There have been tons of problems with multiple teams. It's not an ad specific thing. And it's just like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Um, speaking of lineups though, if I'm Arizona, I'm making a bunch of changes. Why not? Just throw something different out there. I'm, I, I would look at their, uh, their list, like their 
some of the guys that they're scratching. You know, like it sucks that Nick Schmaltz has been hurt for the series. But look at the dude letting Kale McCarr go 133 or 100 to 33 in Corsi and say someone that can go forward with the puck, get down the ice. Like why, why not put Barrett Hayton in? Why not put Victor Soderstrom in? Yep. You have nothing to lose, right? You know, you know what you have is not a recipe for success. Maybe maybe even uh, a guy like Capo Bianco instead of uh like an Ulster guy. You know, or or if he's if they're health if if they're healthy. I don't know about the health status of some of these guys, but like a uh like a Lyabushkin. Trying to why why not look around and try to Try to get a look at some guys that maybe can help you out in the future. Yeah, you know, like Jordan Jordan Osterlayer. I mean, Alex Golgoski's thirty five years old. And you got, know, I'm, and got walked yesterday, so. right? And like had a terrible game. Nicholas Jalmerson had a terrible game. You know, I'm Osterley can only get bodied for the by record like, so many times. <laughs> I don't actually know if Soderstrom's even there. I just know he was listed on their their bubble roster, so that's the only reason I'm saying this. But like Barrett Hayton, Victor Soderstrom, like those are those are their last. Those are two of their last draft uh, top draft picks. Yep, um, those 2018-2019 draft pick first rounders. They drafted Barrett Hayton fifth overall. Like they should be. They should be giving that guy a look. Put him in the postseason. What is it? What does it hurt to let this kid? I mean, to actually go and play. You're in an elimination game. You're not winning the Stanley Cup this year. Like, let's be real here. Why not give that guy? You know, let 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 him get out there. Little size, little speed, little you know, a little uh, a little heart, some fight. You lost Nick Schmaltz. Why are you? Why are you going down with? You know. Michael Grabner and Brad Richardson and it just seems Carl Soderberg. You throw those guys out there and you say, "Look, no pressure. We're losing this series anyway. Go out there and show me something. If we pick, if we pick up a win, great. Then we'll just keep rolling, you guys, and maybe the miracle happens." But right, I just for them, I just don't. And you know, Connor Garland, Connor Garland uh, got hurt in yesterday's game. Why? Yep. Why not go with some of the younger guys? You have nothing to lose. Look at like like Montreal has gone with Suzuki and Kokiniemi, and you know they're on the brink of losing. But this has been a great experience for those guys. They can use this as development on the fly, and they're not. They're going down swinging with 30, 30, 30 something veterans who are at the tail end of their careers. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, you know, I, and we had somebody in our in our uh, comment section after the last game said, "Why not? Hey, the Abs are on the verge of eliminating. Why not put in a Bowers for the hell of it?" That's a bad idea. Don't mess with that. You're trying to win a Stanley Cup here. You don't get cute with lineups. You don't get cute with elimination games. You drop the hammer. You smoke these fools. You take the couple days of rest before round two. You end this while you can. You don't get cute trying to trying to steal development. You're not here to develop players. You're here to win a Stanley Cup. You know, the fact that Bowers and Byram and Timmons are all there speaks to how the organization feels about them and their possibility of helping this team if they need them. But that's not right now. That's that's I think that's a bad idea. Um, but it's exactly what Arizona should be doing. All right. It's time to enter the full speculation zone here, AJ. Uh, 100% speculation. 
right here. Give me one. Give me one second. All right. All right. All right. We're ready. We're ready. Is this, in fact, Taylor Hall's face, thinking he could go to the Colorado Avalanche? They are pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They are I'm, pretty good. That's all I'm saying. Have the Avs? Uh, have the Avs taken advantage of the audition to to the man everybody wants in free agency next season? Well, let me ask you this. Has Taylor Hall put on a proper audition for the Avalanche? I mean, he's got, what, three or four points in this series? He has six points in eight playoff games this year to go with the six points in five playoff games he had with New Jersey a couple years ago. And that gives him 12 points in 13 career playoff games. That's, that's not bad. He only has two points against Colorado. They both came in game three. Yeah. Were they both empty netters? I no, one of them was not an empty netter. I know one of them was the empty net was the first empty net goal. Uh I'm I'm with I'm with Cygnus. He's doing what he can with the bad team. Look, they, I agree. Yeah. Their top one thing we haven't talked about at all in this series is that their top center and Nick Schmaltz is not playing. Yeah, they're they're missing a key piece for sure. But I don't think that piece is enough to save this team <laughs> no no that's not not my point at all it's just that they're missing their top guy and and like you know what would uh, what was what was Gabe Landeskog like back when you know he was on some of the lines that he was on on those terrible abs teams yeah like on you know like in 2016 when he was next to Mikhail Grigorenko and you're like okay <laughs> guess this is my life now yeah exactly like it's you know it's i'm i'm taylor hall has not been dominant in this series um it's it's hard to you know it's hard to separate the context of this is a really mediocre arizona team uh and and in my opinion a really poorly coached arizona team but how is it that a guy that's supposed to be so, so good and is going to instantly upgrade a Stanley Cup contender can't even, to the eye, separate from those mediocre teammates? There's a lot of things that could go into that answer, but it's just... I'll tell you, just given this playoff series, I don't want to give him $9 million. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd give him eight. <laughs> sure. If we're splitting hairs on the millions of dollars, he's I would give him out of a little bit, maybe. I give him, I give him eight over five years, and that's that's where I would stop. If he says no, then I would say, and you know, good luck, good luck in Calgary. Right, you can go play for a non-contender who will pay whatever, you. Like, like whatever. <laughs> I don't wherever he ends up. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm just for for me, man. I'm I'm I don't. I don't know. I'm done talking about Taylor Hall for a while. All right. It seems like everybody already has their opinions on it. Everybody's kind of like locked into it. And it's like, you know what? We have, we have a team that we're covering here. That's in the midst of a Stanley cup run. And they're about to move on to round two. And it's almost a formality. How excited were we last year when the abs moved on? Yep. Now and it's just business. Versus, yeah, ex exactly. Now it's just business eviscerating this poor Arizona team that shouldn't have even been here. They were, I mean, we're talking, this is the 11th place team 
who's also missing their top center in Nick Schmaltz. And it's like, how excited are we really going to get over? This is business. Yep. So, I mean, Whatever I guess... happens after this, this that's where the playoffs are really going to begin for us. Yep. Whether it's Dallas, Vancouver, coverage. or St. Louis. Yeah. It, it don't do matter. It. Um, dude, I'm, I'm ready. I just, they need to, they need to close it out tomorrow. They need to, it's not like a huge problem if they don't. It's just close well, it out tomorrow and get a couple days of rest yeah. and, you get know. Burkowski healthy, get Nemesnikov healthy, yeah. get back on your feet and, and come ready. It's funny how quickly the, uh, the shine came off of re-signing Nemesnikov after that round robin <laughs> where it was like, oh, you got to bring him back. He's been too good. And then this first round series with Arizona, you're like, okay. Oh. Mm, <laughs> so the conversation is still the same there. If he asks for cheap, sure. If not, sorry, bud. At this point, I, I would be like, uh, I'll bring Nemesnikov back instead of Nachushkin. True. Another, uh, another rough series guy there, yeah. but that is not the point. The Avs have no. business to take care of tomorrow night, so You're we're going to get out of here. <laughs> Don't make roster decisions based on four games. True enough. Uh, before True before enough. we bounce, hockey lost a legend today in Dale Howard Chuck. Yeah, and you know, not that any of his family listens to the pod, but the guy I'm was the guy's did. the guy's huge in Winnipeg. The guy was a, a you know, if he played in Toronto instead of Winnipeg in his career, he would be. A legend of legends. Right. Yeah. We would be we would the, the hockey world would view him in in an even bigger light and a more respectful light than it already does. Um, but that he was in Winnipeg and that he was always such an advocate for the Jets and Jets hockey. Um, in which, you know, that's a community that doesn't have very many. Um, you know, condolences to the family and, and all that. He was he was a beast and the world is a little bit worse today because he's no longer in it. Yep. It's always tough when things like these happen, but you know, hockey will soldier on as it is. And it's better. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a better, it's a better, uh, a hockey world, you know, than, than he found it. So, and he played a part in that and that's great. So just all love and all love and respect to the Howard truck family. And, Good vibes all around for sure. Yep. Send the good vibes. We are out of here for today. Thank you everyone for listening, watching live. However you consume y'all know the drill. We will be back with the usual post game pod after game five tomorrow. And then depending on how that game goes, who knows what we have for the rest of the week, maybe free skate Friday, maybe another post game show. So <laughs> tomorrow we'll determine that. Yep. Who knows until then we will talk to y'all next time.